Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who has a mixtape? We Who needs a mixtape? You Who makes a mixtape? We Who needs a mixtape? You Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is I, Jason Emmett, and with me, as always, I'm Casey Masterpiece. Pimp, Daddy Spank Dog. And I'm Twisted Kid Matt. Welcome back, Tapeworms. Uh, so things have been a little crazy over here. Uh, good crazy, but but Indeed. crazy, but crazy all the same. Not butt crazy. That would be fun, though. Uh, <laughs> That's a different podcast. It's a different, it's a different kind of yeah. crazy. <clears throat> Welcome to the Butt Crazy Podcast, where we talk about how crazy our butts are this week. <laughs> my, crazy, my butt was really crazy this week. It set on something weird. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I think so, we just picked up a whole new demographic. A whole new, and a whole new Coming a whole up in the next show. segment, Wacky Cracky. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy this Butt Theater. This shit already, literally. God, this is <laughs> On this episode of Crazy Butt Theater, I'm sorry, Martha, but I think we should split. <laughs> <laughs> just give uh, me one more kiss on the cheek before you go. I Talk mean, about I could, life on the Hershey I, I could do this all day. This is fun. <laughs> this is fun as hell for me. Like Girl, you're my you whole world. Lord, split, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> all right. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> with that being said, the next part is apropos. Uh, the trauma screening. It went awesome. Uh, that was Shakespeare shitstorm. So it fits with the whole crack and butt thing. Uh, Lloyd was great. Oh, it was a shitstorm. Yes, it sure. was. Lloyd was great. He was a lot of fun. We met a lot of awesome people out there. It was it was wonderful. Um, it was a blast. And thank you all for coming out for that. Yes, we met yeah. like we met a few of you, and it was great. We actually uh, we'll we'll talk about that here in a few seconds. But we actually got some feedback, so we got Yay! some. And if you're a, if you're a first time listener from that show, welcome. Yeah, I made a few connections at that. Show, yeah, we so. all did. It was it was great. We had a, we had a lot of fun. Uh, Lloyd, to be fair, I didn't make any connections. We know, we know. Yeah, uh, there. Slacker. I know. You asked for it, man. So I <laughs> I don't really like my friends. I don't really like my friends. There it is. Do the do Thank the sounders you, audibly myself. You're welcome. <laughs> Where'd my penis go? Wait, he's not here today. I know. I'm drunk as fuck. That's what. <laughs> was that, that was, live? That was, was live. I'm drunk that was as live. Fuck. <laughs> I'm drunk as fuck. Uh oh. All right. Everybody stop. Oh, uh, I'm going to wrangle it. <laughs> okay. We have. <laughs> Hey, uh, no, seriously, Lloyd was great. We had a lot of fun with him. He was yes. a lot of fun. He really enjoyed himself. Um, we talked to him. Luckily, we talked to him that night, and then uh, Spanky got to talk to him the next day. He didn't quite get the name of our podcast right half the time, but he said we were his favorite tape mixed podcast. Yeah, he told me that. He told me that Sunday as I was uh, before he left. He said, "You guys are my favorite podcasters." So. I'm redesigning the logo now. <laughs> 
Tape Mix Podcast. <laughs> with, mix that, podcast. with that being said, guys, we have other things we're planning in the future. We will discuss it more as we go. There'll be things on the website, obviously, Twitter, Instagram. Um, we also do stuff on TikTok when we've got stuff coming up. And the new Facebook fan page, which is doing really, really well. Uh, Tapeworms, fans of the Mixtape Podcast. All of those things are doing great. I would highly recommend following those things and the best way probably to do that is to uh, go over to the website and check out all the info there uh, com. you can get I'll get you wherever you want to go also I said we'd do it we did it the recipe for pastry crack is up on the podcast or on the, on the uh, website now so Yep, and uh, if you ask us nicely, we might even come up with a recipe for butt chewy chacos. So I mean, I don't know that anybody wants to eat butt chewy chacos, but if you want to, hey, uh, I'm gonna play this really quick. Listen up, tapeworms! The mixtape podcast wants you. Drop us an email: your mixtape podcast at gmail.com, or leave a voicemail: five one three he rad seven seven. That's 513-437-2377. All the cool kids are doing it. You want to be cool, don't you? And with that being said, we have our first voicemail. Not only do we have voicemail this week, we have feedback in other ways this week. So we'll get to that. Nice. Um, I did, You didn't leave your name. Uh, but I know who you are. You were you were the gentleman who drove out from West Virginia to see the show. So uh, drop us a line. Drop me a um, email. Uh, your mixtape podcast at gmail dot com and give me your address and I will. See you are the first feedback and we will send you that present. We have a gift. We'll come for you. to your house and stalk you. But uh, let's go ahead and play that voicemail here on the show. So yeah. we, you guys haven't heard it yet. You guys have not heard it. I that. have not. But this speaks w- this way louder than we could. So here you go. Lay it on us. What's up, gang? I just wanted to shout you guys out for uh, hosting that event at Humblemont Brewery in Cincinnati uh, with Lloyd Kaufman showing up. Hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm. That was such a fun evening. And I uh, had such a fun time getting to uh, hear some of your all's musical taste. So uh, keep on rocking. Love you all. Peace. That is freaking awesome. Hell <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I think that That's musical great. taste was, I was just playing 80s before. <laughs> like just that '80s blast, and before the uh, before the show, uh, with but that yes, oh. stick around. We talk about music a lot. Really great show. time, and I like it was really awesome to have you out. I think we actually a few of us got if 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 you are who I think you are, we actually got to speak to you that night, and it was uh, it was so awesome that you came out. And thank you for dropping us voicemail. We hope to hear from you again soon. But drop me that uh, address, and we'll send you a little something. Yes. Uh, with that being said, we have some really cool interviews coming up, so stick around for those. And I mean some really cool ones so please uh, stick around for those and, and we drop little hints and things on those social media sites so yes we do that's why it's important to go over there also we get a lot of feedback now from the social media so it's a really cool thing and check back frequently like I don't know every day <laughs> daily check back <laughs> over and over daily. again multiple times a day even as if it was the same day over and over again. Uh, <laughs> I see what you're doing there, Matt. But uh, Yeah, well, you didn't have to point it out. <laughs> no, no, I did need to point it out because I want people to be like, wait, that was a hint? Yes, that was a hint. That was uh, a hint. So the other thing I want to mention is if you, uh, whatever podcast catcher you're listening to the show on, whether it be Apple or Spotify or iTunes, uh, which would be Apple or, uh, you know, Podbean, Stitcher, it doesn't matter. If there's a way to go over there and leave us a review, we would really appreciate that. Uh, Like Matt always says, if you can leave us five stars, leave us five stars. 
If you can Show leave us, us 10 stars, don't leave us five. Leave us 10. <laughs> so we would really appreciate it. And please share with your friends. The show is growing exponentially daily. Um, and the bigger we grow, the more things we're going to be able to do as far as bigger, bigger, bigger interviews. Yes. Bigger, yeah, bigger, the interview, the bigger interviews, uh, bigger events, events we that we're planning. Right. And we have some things in the work. They'll take some time. Um, there may be some additional movie screenings coming up and, uh, there are other things we've been discussing. So, uh, yeah. like I said, if you, if you could drop us a line and share the show with a friend, do that. We would appreciate it. Now, with all of that being said, guess what guys, it's cool. time for our first road trip. Hell yeah. That's right. Are you guys coming, you guys coming here? No, man. That'd be great. No, oh. no, we do this Just metaphorically tonight. We're taking you on a road trip. A road trip of music. Uh, here's the scenario. Is the way we look at it. It's the 90s. You, you and a friend, you're you're climbing into the car. You're setting out on an adventure. Uh, and you, yes, you, the listeners, some of you did it. You're in charge of the music. You're in charge of the tune. So I've asked each member of the crew here to give me five songs from the 90s that they would put on a road trip mixtape. And then they're going to quickly give a little explanation as to why they would put them on this, why they chose this song to put on the mixtape. We're going to go over them, give our thoughts, and then we'll put it to you to tell us what you, the listeners, would add to this list. What's really cool about that is I have some listener feedback, but it doesn't mean we don't want more. Uh, after you listen to the episode, let us know what you would add to the, the mixtape for a 90s road trip, what you like about ours, what you hate about ours. Uh, mine's perfect, so you'll all like mine. I can't oh, okay. speak for the rest of these guys. Well, of course it is. Yeah, mine's mine's great. I mean, like seriously, it's the perfect road trip music. You guys, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I like to think that mine's was very eclectic. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> and we'll start with yours. Um of course, as is the case every time, I give the rules and somebody fucks them up. Anybody want to care to guess which one of you guys fucked up the rules? Probably me. Did I contact you? No. No. It was Spanky, but that's okay. Spanky gave me oh. eight songs to choose from. <laughs> he said, give me five. He gave me eight. <laughs> well, hey. Of course, I, th- I thought of one oh. like after I sent everything. I was like, ah, it's too late to switch. Well, no, we'll give you a little section for that. That's fine. Okay. But, yeah. More tuned for the road trip. That's and right. use that as an honorable mention. Yeah, we've got a little honorable mention section because I think we all had at least one or two that we were kind of like, mm, I'd like to put that in, but it didn't really flow. But we're going to start off with KC tonight. We're going to start off with KC's first song that he would put on the 90s road trip mixtape. You guys ready for this? Go for it. Let's do it. Hit it. Playing by the Red Hot Chili Peppers from their sixth studio album, One Hot Minute, 1995. It was the third single released from the album. Uh, the single peaked at number eight on the modern rock charts. And uh, the, actually, My Friends hit number one. So another Chili Peppers song hit number one on that chart. 
Uh, can't go wrong with Chili Peppers. No, you really can't. I will say it's the only band that repeated tonight was the Chili Peppers. Oh. oh. Uh, yeah, I won't tell you guys who yet. We'll get there. Uh, Aeroplane was one of the most performed songs during the band's One Hot Minute tour, uh, but like all the songs off One Hot Minute album, uh, with the exception of the song P, uh, it wasn't performed again following the departure of Dave Navarro until uh, like two, 2016. And then they performed it that in 2016. They performed it live for the first time since like 1990. Uh, was it seven? 96? 97. I'll tell you why they never performed P again because it's a ridiculous song. No, that they did. Oh, they actually did play that P, again? P. They was the only oh. song off that album they continued to perform after Navarro left. That is very strange. Yeah, all the I rest did, they stopped. I don't think it really had anything to do with him though, because I think it's just all Flea just being Flea. What? In in the song P, it's it's literally Flea singing. I think Flea playing Maybe. bass. Maybe I don't. I mean There's I don't. It's there possible. is no guitars or drums on it. I don't think. I mean that might be why they continue to yeah. perform that so one like, versus yeah, all yeah, the rest. We can do that. So, Kev, this is your first pick, man. Yes, and I'm I'm actually flying around in my apartment <laughs> pretending that I'm an aeroplane now. I guess mean, <laughs> pilot to bombardier, pilot to bombardier, number forty-seven. Yay! But open the you, pod bay doors, Hal. <laughs> right, Hal. What are you doing, Hal? Dave, sorry. You know, uh, there was a bunch of other Red Hot Chili Pepper songs like Californication or, uh, let's see. Uh, Higher Ground. Their version yeah, of Higher Ground Breaking rocks. Girl, uh, Breaking the Girl. But you know, Aeroplane kind of hit on the nose for me as far as, you know, getting on an airplane and listening to this. Try to calm myself down for uh, taking a flight up in the sky. So I thought it was a good match. There you go. Yeah. Wunderhofen. Good one. So let's go ahead and play your second song. Now, this one was interesting because I don't know it. And we, we and Kevin were talking about this last night. I was like, I should. It, it, it landed on the charts, but I don't know it. So I'm curious to hear if you guys know this song. Which, real quick. Oh, my God. There's no real quick. <laughs> I already hit it. I'd already hit the button. I couldn't do anything. Yeah. About it. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my god! It's too late. I can't. Uh, so that's running by Farside, right? Yep. Uh, Farside spell weird. Performed by the Farside and produced by DJ or um, by Jay Dilla. It was released as the first single from the Farside second album. I I can't say this, man. <laughs> Their album. <sighs> Lab Cabin, California. Lab a stroke. Lab Cabin, California. Lab Cabin, California. In 1995. No, I'm not having a stroke. That's the name of the freaking song or album. Uh, that's from 1995. The song peaked at number 55 on the Billboard Hot 100 and reached number 35 on the U.S. R&B chart. I've never heard this song. I actually have, surprisingly. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Uh, I was. I uh, haven't. Yeah, I don't know this one at all. It's it, and that's only the opening clip. The song actually is really good. Um, I listen to it obviously when we do these things, and I, I don't know it, yeah. man. 
Well, now, hey, feel free to put it on your mixtape. Yeah. Hey, speaking of, yeah, that's what I was getting at earlier. Uh, as we are doing this, I am making this actual mixtape as a Spotify playlist that you can get through our link tree. If you go and click on that, scroll to the very bottom, it'll be released when this episode comes out. I love Matt, but he, he's the, he's like that running... I'm trying to be fucking professional. He's here. like that running ad. A little shameless. He's like the advertiser. Every time you're trying to watch a fucking video on YouTube, keeps popping up and shit. God damn it. It's like, God, I, I got five seconds till I can keep watching my damn video. <laughs> we love you, man. He's right. He does do Spotify list release. Uh, actually, to make you to make to make you feel a little happy, Matt, it was requested by an uh, audience member who did not send one in, but said, "Hey, are you going to um, make Spotify playlists of what the listeners suggest too?" And I said, "Well, of course we I, can. I we absolutely can. can. So yeah, we will do yeah, that as well." And uh, for the record, every episode that we have done a playlist for. In the past, those are all on on the uh, link tree in order of release. They're they're numbered to correspond with each one of the episodes that that they relate to. So, so Kev, okay. what? And I uh, just want to say first that the 100th download gets a free mixtape toaster. What? What the hell? What are you talking I'm about? To add that, you know, 100 downloader of what? Yeah, of the uh, what are you going to do? Go buy a toaster and put our logo. I think we've got more than that. (laughs) Also, I don't know who number one hundred was. That was a while ago, and I don't know who it was. (laughs) (laughs) If you were number one hundred, please email Kevin and tell him his email address is Kate. But you got to have proof. (laughs) Yeah, and have proof. Kevin, no, you can just tell him you did it. Toaster. You can just tell him you were number one hundred. It's fine. He'll believe you. We know you'll be the only one. Going to send emails and say they were number one hundred, but not. To me, you got to send them to Kevin. His okay. email address is K T E. His phone number is uh, hey, Kev. Guys, why did you? By the way, uh, happy fiftieth episode. Just want to point that out. Fiftieth official episode. Yay! I don't have the A sounder. I'm sorry. Yay! Just clip us doing that and play it back. Uh, so, Kev, why uh, why this song? Well, I wanted a song to just, you know, anytime when I'm running away from my obligations <laughs> on a road trip, I wanted something to be kind of remind me that I'm, in fact, doing that. So I chose this running. It's a very relaxing beat. So, oh, awesome. It's uh, a good song for when, like, you know, your dad nice goes out to get milk and cigarettes and never comes back. Is that what you're saying, Kevin? Well, my dad died. So. <laughs> I wasn't oh. mentioning your dad. Jeez. Oh. I love it. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. I was just talking about running away from Whatever. responsibilities You're, you're bringing up dead parents. You want to talk about my Wait, mom next? Down, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know who can't run? Oh, God. Oh, oh, Jesus. Here we go. Oh, let's just go ahead and play. You know you know where I bet that that, that person would be running to? I think they'd be running down a dirty road. If I can't find my baby, I'm 
know, first of all, I want to acknowledge uh, my horrible segue that might have been the worst segue in the history of segues. I mean, yeah, go for it. The second thing I want to uh, mention is, yeah, this song is actually from the 90s, even though you probably don't believe that it is. That is? Uh, this is yeah. Dirt Road Blues. All these songs are from the 90s. Sure, it wasn't the 1890s? This is Dirt Road Blues by Bob Dylan, 1997. It was the first song recorded for Time Out of Mind. Uh Bob Dylan's 13th studio album. Uh, I don't have a ton of information about this song, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, Just, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, first of all, Kevin, why did you choose this song? Well, um, you know, I'm kind of a a fairly big, I wouldn't say huge Bob Dylan fan. You're a Dylan fan, we know. I know, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, this song from this album, which is a great album, if you kind of like, uh, like, I want to say old timey music like this, but it's kind of a smooth, relaxing, you know, you know, track to kind of, if you're, you know, let's say about to go to Kansas city to get yourself some ribs, you know, yeah. this is kind of a, a song that I would listen to. For that. <laughs> hey man, if you're about to go to Kansas city to get some ribs, you could listen to this song anywhere else. You can't, but if that's your nope. specific road trip, it's, it's a fun. good, it's a good, uh, windows down, arm out the window, just kind of hanging out. Yeah. Meat driving, dreaming of, of yeah. smoked meats. Exactly. Well, I promise we're about to get into <laughs> some more normal nineties esque songs for say airplane was great. And there's nothing wrong with with your choices. Um, but we're about to hear some more uh, common, I think, thought of 90 songs, uh, specifically with your next one. Actually, this one might not be common, but the band's great. And this is a wonderful song that I kind of forgot about from this specific band. So it's kind of nice sometimes to be reminded, oh, yeah, they don't just have that one song. They have like a whole bunch of songs. And this is a great song. So let's uh, listen to this clip real quick. And we'll see if you guys can tell me if you know what band this is. What's that, Matt? That's, um, uh, damn it. They do, uh, it's the Cardigans. It's the yes. Cardigans. Nice. Yes, this yeah. is the Cardigans. This is my favorite, my favorite game by the Cardigans. And I think this is one of those bands where, <clears throat> so what's kind of fun about these episodes sometimes is to bring somebody like this up because they, they you know, everybody love fool and everybody likes that song, but you forget they have like a whole library of wonderful songs. Yeah. And this song is fantastic. And, uh, Side note, they do some fantastic Black Sabbath covers. Really? Oh. That's interesting. Not a joke. Yep, uh, look that up. That is they're really check good. That out. So yes, yeah. this is this is the Cardigans. It's off their fourth studio album, Gran Turismo, in nineteen ninety eight. The song is the album's eighth track and was released as its first single on uh, in September of eight in ninety eight. Lyrically, it's about a, fall, a failing relationship and the attempt made to better the significant other to save people from themselves. Peaked at number 16 on the Billboard Modern Rock charts, uh, and the video has been considered highly controversial uh, to the degree that I guess they took it off a lot of, not not around here, but certain uh, places wouldn't play the video. If you haven't seen the video, she basically goes out in the desert finds a giant rock and puts it on the gas pedal of the car and just <laughs> yeah. starts like flying down the road and cars are like wrecking all around her like just you know massive wrecks as she's just like 
heading towards wherever she's heading. Uh, but yeah, it's a great song, a wonderful song, like just really good. And like I said, I think people tend to forget the Cardigans were more than just Loveful, which is a great song, right. by the way, but they do a lot more. So Kev, why, uh, why my favorite game? Well, you know, after getting those ribs from Kansas City, <laughs> I need something to kind of jack me up from the food coma, and this is a good uh, song mat. to do that. <laughs> yeah, please do. <laughs> <laughs> but this is just a nice upbeat song for me. So after eating know. those ribs, I need something to jack me up. <sighs> that food coma. Yeah. Well, your last, your final pick on on KC's uh, pick is just a. I think everybody's going to agree this is one of those just iconic songs from the 90s uh, to the degree that it is an iconic song from the 90s. As you'll hear when we get into the notes, this song was considered uh, just a, a huge deal. But I'm, I'm going to quit talking. I'm just play the song. So Lord, I ask you to be my guide for the truth. For some strange reason it had to be. He guided me to Tennessee. Take me to I'm dancing over here. I don't know about y'all. Yeah, I am too. (laughs) Oh, shit. Tennessee. Arrested Development. Wonderful song. Kev, before I give the information about this song, why did you choose this song? I chose this song because it kind of reminds me of like going back down south, not necessarily to Tennessee, Tennessee. but my family's more like South Carolina, uh, Georgia area, but you know, it just kind of reminds me of just getting back to your roots. Well, that's kind of what the song's about, actually. So, uh, this is Arrested Development from their debut album, Three Years, Five Months, and Two Days in the Life of. Contains uh, samples of... Anybody know what the song contains a sample of? I do not. No, I don't. Alphabet Street, Prince. Nope. Oh really? Yeah, I did not know that. Uh, peaked at number six on the U.S. and uh, in the U.S. and won the Grammy for best rap performance by a duo or group in 1993. So VH1 viewers actually placed this song as number 71 on the list of greatest songs of the 90s. Not, Ooh. not like R&B, not hip hop, just of the 90s. Um, and is listed on the uh, as one of the 500 songs that shaped rock and roll by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It uh, was ranked 78 on VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of Hip Hop. Um, and Speech said he was inspired to write the song after meeting up with his brother at his grandmother's funeral in Tennessee. Shortly afterward, his brother died suddenly from, a, from an asthma attack, and he wrote the song about the experience of losing two loved ones so close together and then traveling back to his roots to see, you know, where his family and, and where like everything came from. So that's, it's like you said, going back here, it's that's, that's a hundred percent what the song is about and about having guidance to go to those places and, and what, it, how important that like that is in a person's life, the, the memory of their past and their, their family. So it's, it's a, it's a wonderful song. Uh, yeah. Rest of rest of development's a great group and it's kind they of are. like very underrated. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. Album. That first album is highly rated, and then they yeah. just sort of drifted after that. We didn't, and I think it kind of sucks. I agree that they everybody knows who they are because of mm-hmm. like Mr. Wendell in Tennessee, but it's 
They had well, a few all I've got to say about this group to Kevin is mm. I challenge you to a game of horseshoes. <laughs> a game of horseshoes. <laughs> horseshoes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know, this. Uh, they had a few obscure albums after this that first one, but yeah, I highly recommend it. You know, it was between this song and the uh, song Summertime, which was kind of my uh, backup, like, but right now it just seems like a slap in the face. <laughs> oh, I was, I was <laughs> oh, damn, it. damn it, you took it from me. <laughs> I was going to be like, there you go. Oh, you took the words right out of my mouth. Oh, you know, what's, what's funny is that song, wow. Summertime, uh, was was considered for my list as well. Not No, no lie, and that, that's that had nothing to do with oh why. Uh, I started putting my list together before that uh, little incident, so um, we'll call it an incident. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. We'll call it an entanglement. Um, oh god! <laughs> sorry, Jada. Um, I really don't want to get slapped by. <laughs> uh, but seriously, uh, summertime almost made my list as well. It, 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 when you hear my list, I just went with things that were a little more uniform. Um, but yeah, summertime is a great song. But uh, yeah, it is. I could. Yeah, this is this works for me. So now we're going to move into our man Spank Dog, and here's the thing. Uh, Spanky gave me he doesn't know this song I gave you eight I know he, you gave me songs and you don't know that this is the one I ended up picking when I had to uh, nix two not two of the five so he did numbered the ones he wanted and said here's some backup one of his couldn't make the list because when I did the research it fell way without uh, outside of the time parameters uh, <laughs> I've been everywhere by Johnny Cash was not a Ooh, 90s song ah. Um. Uh. So then I moved on Although to hey, good song though, great song, great song, and yeah. remade numerous times. By the way, he was not the first yep. person to uh, remake that song, nor was he the second, nor was he the last. There have been multiple versions of that song done in different by different artists in different countries about different areas. It's very cool. So you should check it out if you don't know that. Uh, people will do that song and list other areas. Like I think there's like an Australian version. It's really cool. Um, but then he gave me, I went, pulled the list again and I pulled the next song, which was, which was free fallen, but unfortunately free falling is from full moon fever, which is 1989. So, um, didn't quite make it either, which sucks because full moon fever is one of my favorite albums of all time. And it would have been a great song. Uh, but I just moved to the oh, next one. Just kind of got shot to shit. A little it didn't know. <laughs> I just moved to the next one and in the, just and then a little bit. And in the end, bit. this is iconically just fucking 90s all over like you it's dripping 90s like everywhere here you go So not only is Tub Thumper just one of the most iconic 90s songs that I could possibly think of, this would be a great way to start off your road trip. <laughs> like, yeah. seriously, it would be a great way to climb in the car and just hit the song and get moving. Mm-hmm. But uh, Spanky picked Tub Thumper by Chambawamba. 
choice. Released by Chambawamba uh, from their eighth studio album, Tub Thumper, in 1997. is the band's most successful single, peaking at number two in the UK single charts. It topped the charts in Australia, Canada, Ireland, Italy, New Zealand, and hit number six on the US Billboard Hot 100. So vocalist Dunstan Bruce retrospectively observed that before he and the group wrote it, they were in a mess. We had become directionless and disparate. He credited Tub Thumping with changing all that, telling The Guardian, it's not our most political or best song, but it brought us back together. The song is about us as a class and as a band. The beauty of it was we had no idea how big it would be. Uh, so a Leeds pub called the Ford Grin <laughs> served as the group's inspiration for the song. Guitarist Boff Wally told The Guardian that it was written about the resilience of ordinary people. Yeah, it's about getting fucking shit-faced drunk <laughs> and getting back yes, up and is. still yeah. drinking. That's I mean, what that's the song is about. You do on a road trip. Yeah, so it's, I mean, there have been many times on this show where I, I thought, like, how do we bring songs like Tub Thumping into this show? And uh, <laughs> well, you, you, you managed we to do it. This song, I remember how massively huge this song was when it came out. And uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, I actually liked this entire album. Uh, Tub Thumper is a great album. It's it, I get confused a lot. The album is Tub Thumper. The song is Tub Thumping. <laughs> so it gets kind of confusing. But I remember my sister went out and bought this album, and uh, everybody thought the song was saying Drinking the Night Away. But as we know, it, it, it does not say Drinking the Night Away. No. The actual lyrics are pissing the night away <laughs> so it's wonderful which is what you do after a long night of drinking <laughs> there you go and take a so pass. what mm-hmm. what spank on spanky's road trip he's saying you stop in the night at some roadside bar and you just or get, a waffle house you just get fucked up we well, can't be getting fucked up at a waffle house you can go <laughs> i begged to do <laughs> i was wondering how long that laugh was gonna go he was like, <laughs> you're wrong you been to the waffle houses here in our area i'm right? drunk as fuck <laughs> <laughs> i've been drunk at waffle houses i haven't gotten drunk at the so waffle have house I. <laughs> <laughs> oh god so uh, let's go to your next one. This is the crossover. This is the uh, this is the uh, second song from this group tonight. The repeater. Mm-hmm. Here I go. Red Hot Chili Peppers sold a squeeze. Uh, this was originally recorded during the production of their fifth studio album, Blood, Sugar, Sex, Magic, in 1991, but it was featured. Uh, it, but it was never featured on that record. It was used as a B-side as on the single "Give It Away, Give It Away" and "Under the Bridge." Uh, sold a squeeze was later released as a single in 1993. It peaked at number one on the U.S. Billboard Modern Rock charts. The single also peaked at number 22 on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, so this is a band, the Chili Peppers are a band that like, I have like a favorite, but then like I do have like a favorite Chili Pepper song. Um, 
but every time I hear other songs, I'm like, "Whoa, but that one's really good too." <laughs> just like it's just one of those things. Uh, yeah, I feel you on this exactly the same way about the Chili Peppers. Myself, yeah, they're a great band. I would. I've never seen them live. Yeah, I would I, love. I kind of have to rank this song up there towards the top of favorite Chili Pepper songs, just because if you're if you're going through a a, a struggle, get in the car, blast this song, and you instantly feel better about yourself yeah for me it's uh i mean it it even idea i mean you you gotta let this year be your year Mm -hmm. i've always been let nobody bring it out i've always been really partial to by the way that's probably sorry guys (laughs) (laughs) mike fell over we'll pick him back up he he got knocked down but we're gonna get him up again i was about to say we're never gonna let him balance was a little questionable uh (laughs) Yeah, for me, it's always been "By the Way." Um, that's probably that's by far my favorite. Um, uh, Breaking so the girl for me. It's great, so, but that's just what I mean. Like you guys keep naming yeah. so I'm like, it's a great song too. It's a great song mm-hmm. too. And if you want, I can sing "Under the Bridge" for you right now. So God, that actually, that song actually was in consideration for my list. Yeah, but dabba, yeah, but dabba. Sorry. Uh, it's just for my brain. <laughs> That's the weird album. I was wondering how long that was going to take to come up. Um, so, Spanky, up to this point, I love you. And uh, now I'm about to hate you for a few minutes. I just hope no, that ahead. we can Is be the friends. Final Countdown? I just hope that... No, no, no but I should have made all five of my songs Final Countdown for the two he just slapped at me. <laughs> and here's the first one. Although I get it, it's still... If you got a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out my hook. Big loser. Bad haircut, but. But. Crappy dance moves. <laughs> Ripped off MC Hammer. I was waiting for <laughs> Becky, I got to hear your reasoning behind this as part of a road trip song. A road trip <coughs> song. Clip. I mean, it kind of goes with the whole, you know, it is a not. It is 90s. Definitely. Yes, Everybody no. knows it. Yes. I mean, that's just one of those. He's not wrong. Nice. Right? Like, kind of like what Matt said, you know, roll the windows down. Or put so the top down and just yeah. roll off. He's not wrong. Just the fact remains on. is you play Ice Ice Baby and 80% of the room's going to get very excited. White rapper! Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just... Especially down in Miami. They're going to get fucking excited. I, I'm not one of them. I'm the guy. I'm the I'm the 20% rolling my eyes going, motherfucker. <laughs> it's like, it's fucking Rob Van Winkle, assholes. Um, that's his name, in case you didn't know. Uh, so yeah, Ice Ice Baby, Vanilla Ice, uh, to the extreme, totally ripping off Queen and Bowie. But hey, whatever. This Jim was everywhere that summer. He is not wrong. Uh, summer of nineteen ninety. It was. Yep. It was everywhere you could turn, man. First release is the B side. Still have my copy of that album on cassette. Oh God. I I do too as well. Yeah, actually, I, I have a single of it within arm's reach Thank of me you. right now. now. I don't feel so bad, Matt. <laughs> so I, you guys, I'll actually grab it and send it, you guys a picture. In the it was actually this song was actually the B side. It was not. This song was not supposed to be what it ended up becoming. It was it was the B side to play that funky music. 
um, but it wasn't successful. It just didn't hit. Then uh, disc jockey David Morales played Ice Ice Baby instead of uh, play that funky music on the air, and it just fucking took off. People lost their shit, man. Uh, it was the first hip-hop single to top the Billboard Hot 100 chart, and Rob Van Winkle, better known as Vanilla Ice, wrote Ice Ice Baby in 1983 at the age of 16, um, basing its lyrics upon his experiences in South Florida. The lyrics describe a shooting and Van Winkle's rhyming skills. That's pretty much what the song talks about. The chorus of Ice Ice Baby originates from the signature uh, chant of the... (laughs) I hate reading this shit. The chorus of Ice Ice Baby originates from the signature chant of the National African American Fraternity Alpha Phi Alpha. Van Winkle described himself as the first rapper to cross into the pop market because he's a conceited anyway and said that although his pioneer status forced him to take the heat for a lot of people for his music use of samples the criticism he received over sample use allowed sampling to become acceptable in mainstream hip-hop that's right vanilla ice you were the first person to sample no one did it before you and you made it highly acceptable and then it was okay after i say oh wait you're full of shit (laughs) is what you are people were sampling well before ice ice baby it's been going on forever, and you are not the, like, he also made some comment that this song would still be relevant today, and if it came out today instead of then, like, I'm like, dude, you no, just no. said, wax a chump like a candle. Like, I'm not, like, like you're not hitting hard, Vanilla. <laughs> you are, it was just right and shit to be right and shit. It's literally in the name, man. Rhyme. You're very vanilla. So <laughs> we're just like, um, I just oh, thought it's V ice. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Are you serious? Pretty much. Yeah. He goes by V last time ice. I saw him perform. It was he, it's not vanilla ice. It's V ice. God. Oh, that's worse. Oh, <sighs> Why don't you go have a reality show? Oh wait, you've tried that oh, too. Which one? All right. Where he goes and helps the Amish. What type of reality show is he going to, you know, be in a house full of people or is he going to go build houses? Steal pool supplies. Take your pick. Yeah. <laughs> Take your pick. For his, hey, man, if you're listening, come on the show. Man. <laughs> <laughs> for, for as much as uh, that one hits me below the groin, man, this one might not be this as gonna get you. It might not. I, I can't decide which one hurts me the most, Vanilla Ice or this, but let's go ahead. Uh, this song to me sounds like it's about an insane person. I've always dreamed about living in your radio. How do you like me now? <laughs> so uh, I'm going to say this. Kind of good, Why did you sound that's like kind of a good pick for me? One of the because brownies from me. Willow. Man, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mad Mardigan. Mad Mardigan. Uh, so the first thing I want to say before we ask Spank Dog why you picked this song is Spanky's. I have questions. Dude. Spanky's list is the most whiplash music list. <laughs> like it's just. <laughs> Um, 
anybody riding in the car with Spanky is going to be like, yeah, tub thumping, tub thumping. All right. So, so let's go. I'm feeling you feel. I, I, okay. All right. Wait, wait, wait. How do you like me now? And then trust me with the Toby last song. Keith? You'll understand. <laughs> we're, just remember that when we go to play the last song, remember that the songs before it were Ice Ice Baby, Toby Keith, and then what you're about to hear in a few minutes. So, uh, why did you pick this song, Spank Dog? <laughs> He knows. He's laughing because he knows what the next song is. We wanted to get you to to put it on there and me to add it on a playlist as well. <laughs> if that was if that was his whole reason, I that would be perfect. <laughs> I mean, that's part of the reason. But, I mean, yeah. it's just I, I don't know. I mean, my my taste in music varies, so I mean, it definitely is one of those that I just I just kind of threw it out there. It was kind of a throwaway. Gotcha. My but. taste in music varies too, and it varies very far away from country. Um, no, I mean it's okay. You represent I'm the country. I listen to all country. You're, you represent the country market a little, and in your defense, this was a massive hit for Toby Keith. And, and I mean, honestly, it's no beer for my horses, but you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, but hey, man, Toby Keith too. has proven that he will put a boot in your ass because it's the American way. American. Right. But uh, uh, to to be fair, Spanky, uh, I think that is something that you and I both shared is I actually grew up listening to a lot of 90s country. So this at one point in time, I was like, yeah, this is a great song. And now I'm just kind of like, oh, I grew up listening oh, to a lot man. of it, too, just not by choice. I just hung out with people that listen to it. So I yeah. know a lot of this stuff, too. But the amazing thing about this song. So this is uh, this is uh, we've said Toby Keith is from 1999. Second single uh, title track from his album of the same name. Um uh, the song actually spent five weeks at the number one on the Billboard Country uh, songs chart beginning in March 2000, uh, but it was his first major crossover hit, peaking at number 31 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 chart. So this wasn't just a country hit. I mean, this hit the the just the whole the Billboard Hot 100, not just the country charts. So it was a pretty big song, you know. You can't really ignore that. Um, the song was also the first number one single for the now defunct DreamWorks Nashville label, which I didn't even know was a thing. The song also became the fourth number one hit of his career. Initially, I said, "Here's my title. You never loved me before, so how do you like me now?" It's one of my catchphrases. A lot of people become successful after they've been told they won't ever be, so people can relate to this. It can be about an old flame or a boss or a teacher, whatever it means to each individual. It was a fun song to write. He originally I mean, reco- it also has it also has a little bit of a kind of a revenge factor. Yeah, I mean that's what he's saying. The song you know, when he says he broke into the into the stadium and wrote your number on the fifty yard line. <laughs> I mean, he's pissed off at his chick. So guess what? Revenge. Well, and but the song actually starts off with him. I mean, he. He's talking. It very clearly sounds like he's talking about somebody who said, "You'll never make it. You'll never be." And that's why he said, "Now I'm yeah. looking in your radio. How do you like me now?" So that's what he's saying about the song. It could be towards it, anybody. It's very. It's about proving people wrong. It's very. We're not right. going to take it, D. Snyder. It doesn't have to be about one person or one thing. This song could be an anthem for all kinds of people. Mm-hmm. Um, Keith had originally recorded the song near the end of his contract with Mercury Records Nashville in the late 90s. According to the 2005 interview with Billboard, Keith had the album How Do You Like Me Now uh, completed, but the label executives rejected the entire album. So how do you like him now, bitches? Wow. Yeah. Exactly. So there you go. So it's kind of weird that he wrote this song, and it's like... (laughs) Fucking, this is exactly what I mean about it. So, well. I mean, he's he, he's a country music success. He is a 
bar owner. So, um, well, yeah. Movie producer. <laughs> He's got the country version of Weird Al on his side with Cletus T. Judd's How Do You Milk a Cow? <laughs> Shut <Yeah>. up, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the most random. <laughs> it's just the thing I remembered about it. I was like, I think I know how do you uh, milk a cow better than I know this song. <laughs> oh God, that was random. Uh, remember that whiplash thing I talked about, guys? Yeah, here, here we, we go. go. Yeah. Gripping the wheel, his knuckles went white with desire. The wheels of his Mustang exploding on the highway like a slug from a forty-five. True death. 400 horsepower, a maximum performance, piercing the night. This is Black Sunshine. Initially featured on the album La Sexorcisto Devil Music Volume 1. This is White Zombie, man. That wasn't White Zombie. I could have played the White Zombie clip, but I feel like I should have played the clip that I just played. Yeah. That's that was actually dog. Iggy Pop. That's Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop recorded the intro for him. Yes, Iggy Pop. So, the, uh, and this is this visual. is this is Black Sunshine. In case I did not mention that by White Zombie, but I heard I heard Kevin call out uh, to you there. Yeah, uh, Spanky, you are taking me all over the place with this. <laughs> yeah. list, man. Yeah, this, this is That's a weird the list. Point. Yeah. So That's this the point. this was used as a promo single in 1992-93. The song is about uh, a race car, a Ford Mustang called Black Sunshine. As we said, that's Iggy Pop you heard there. He recorded the spoken word vocal intro and outro of the song. Uh, it's uh, uh, Black Sunshine, as well as playing the character of a writer in the video for the short song. It was released as a single after Thunderkiss 65 initially failed to receive attention in the U.S. Uh, it became a minor success, charting at 39 on the U.S. mainstream rock charts. However, the song has gone on to be a fan favorite and still played live. With uh, with zombie solo act as well as appearing on his greatest hits album, Spank Dog. Yells. Why Black Sunshine? Out of all the, and I know you're a Rob Zombie fan. Um, yes, I am. So, out of all the Rob Zombie, White Zombie, you could have picked why Black Sunshine. This one, it's just one of those. Again, get in the car. Smash the gas and go. I I could see like one of those ones that you can just get out on an open road and not give a shit about. I feel like we should do a follow up with this song. We should do like a road rage playlist because one of my honorable mentions is Bad Habit by The Offspring. So it could be like, oh yeah, could like be like Black Sunshine, Bad Habit. Jerry was a race car driver. Like we could really have like some Primus. We just really hit that shit up because we could put all these songs on a list. And if you put that in your car, probably within ten minutes you're going to be running someone off the road. (laughs) Even if you were in a great mood, we're getting chased by cops. (laughs) Even if you, but it wouldn't matter because you're like, eat it, pig. You don't care. The music is driving you, so. Yeah, for me, Bad Habit made my honorable mention list, and then when I saw this, I started laughing, and then I'm like, oh, now we just we just need we just need Jerry was a race car driver on here, and fucking. Jerry was uh, a race the, car there's man. there's one that we could add to that road rage list would be um, maybe I don't know, Cop Killer by. <laughs> Matt is over there writing down out. the mixtape road rage <laughs> list. <laughs> He's over I'm there. actually not, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So we're going into mine. Just gave him an idea. Thanks, Jim. Um, we're going yeah. into my list now, and I, uh, Matt, and I very much went 
90s. Like, I mean, like, not, we all went 90s, but very, like, iconic 90s-esque songs. Like, these are time capsules of 90s. Like, one could argue that Chili Peppers, while these are 90s songs, Chili Peppers expands, right? They're not just known as a 90s group. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt and I, we kind of stuck to like we're in the nineties, bitches. You know, we don't have <laughs> Dylan, <laughs> we don't have uh, Chili Peppers, uh, we don't have Rob Zombie. We, we have bands like this. Anyone can see the road Yeah, this is the way by Fastball. Um, this is a, a great song, great album. Uh, totally but, forgot about this song. Yeah, the, the whole album's fantastic. But when you find out the backstory about it, it's a little creepier. But this was the first one I picked. I always thought this was a a fun song when I'm like cruising in the car, especially on like a warm afternoon, because the song itself is about uh, a couple that decides to just say fuck everything and they get in their car and they take off they forget that screw or screw our life our jobs our kids everything we don't care we're we're leaving we're going to go find like our endless summer that's what the song is about it was inspired a little bit differently but uh this is from a 1998 lead single for their second studio album all the pain money can buy the song was written by the band's lead vocalist uh Tony Scalzo and was produced by the band and Julian Raymond Songs, like I said, the song um, revolves around a couple who leave their entire life behind, say, screw it. Uh, somewhere in the middle of their trip, their car breaks down. They say, screw that, too. They just get out and start walking. They don't really care anymore. They just want to find happiness. Uh, real quick, because I've always noticed this, I, the beginning of the song starts off with like a radio, like scanning through different stations. And uh, I always kind of like didn't really know what I was singing, but there's a part that's like, you know it, and I always say that. Yeah, that's Jewel. That's from Foolish Games by Jewel. That's uh. that actual clip is from that. So this the idea behind the song <laughs> came from Tony uh, Scalzo um, after reading an article that described a 1997 disappearance of an elderly married couple from Salado, Texas, uh, who who left home to attend the Pioneer Day Festival at nearby Temple, Texas. Uh, they did this despite the woman having Alzheimer's and the man recovering from recent brain surgery. They decided to go on this trip. They were discovered two weeks later dead at the bottom of a ravine near Hot Springs, Arkansas, hundreds of miles from their intended destination. So it makes it a little creepier, but kind of got that like eerie magical thing to it. The Way peaked at number one on the U.S. Billboard Modern Rock charts in April 1998 and remained there for seven weeks. Um, so, yeah, so he heard about this story, and then he wrote this song about this couple that just said, fuck everything, we're going to take off and leave our life behind us. Uh, I didn't think he, I don't think, I never knew he meant literally, but apparently he did. So that's my first one. Like I said, for me, it's just one of those, I put it on sometimes on a warm afternoon while I'm cruising down the road. I just like this song a lot. Actually, I like this album a lot. But, um, yeah, so there you go. Yay. But the next one, I'm going to I'm gonna pick things up a little. I'm going to cheer you guys up. I'm going to make things a little exciting. Ready? All 
right? Ah. Sure. Sorry. Uh, so this is uh, Blink-182. Everybody knows this song. This is All the Small Things by Blink-182. Everybody knows and loves this song. Does anybody not like this song? Love it. Crickets. All right. So, one, of, one, of the, uh, one of the I'm best okay with it. videos uh, of all time. What, too. Kevin? Are you just being, uh, are you being uh, contrary to be contrary? Like, for me, it's just, nah. It's not Kevin's style. What the fuck is wrong with you? I mean, it's no Dirt Road Blues. <laughs> I'm going to Dirt Road Blues your face with my butt crack. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we back on that again. <laughs> yes, we are. So this was the second single uh an eighth track eighth track um released from the band's third album, Enema of the State, nineteen ninety nine. The track was composed primarily by guitarist vocalist Tom DeLong as an ode to his then girlfriend, now wife. Hit number Aww. one on the billboard. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that's cool about this song. It's like it wasn't just like he married that girl, so that's cool. Uh, number one on the Billboard Hot Modern Rock charts, DeLong had wanted to write a track including Na Na Na's as an ode to his favorite band, the Ramones. So, na 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 na, you know, all that shit. That's for, you know. Uh, additionally, in an interview, DeLong remarked, I put Na Na's in it because I couldn't think of any words, you know, uh, to explain the lyrical decision. Early demos listed it as Ramone-style song and an original working title, of the track was baby kite baby baby cakes butter muffin <laughs> all right that's my wow i'm that's... wondering if that's like his nickname for his girlfriend because he wrote the track about jennifer jenkins his well, longtime maybe girlfriend not his girlfriend but certain parts of her <laughs> right yeah <laughs> baby cake butter muffin he's gonna butter her muffin uh so she was his girlfriend since high school and she they eventually married the lyrics uh she left me roses by the stairs surprises let me know because she cares are based on actual um, events when she left roses on the stairs after he turned home from a late night recording. So it's it's I don't know it's kind of a fun song. Um, it's just very upbeat, very happy. That's why I picked it. And apparently Kevin doesn't like it. So it's okay. It's okay. It's alright. It's no red hot chili peppers. Well, how do you feel about me now and this next song? How do you feel about this next song? All right. Come back to this. Kev? Okay, I'm back on board. All right, all right. We got yeah. Kev back. Yeah, we're still friends now. Okay. One of my all-time favorite 90 songs, this is Santeria by Sublime. This song is another one of those that just kind of has that groove to it, man. It's just a real mellow, chill, the, not the lyrics, but the feel of the song. Uh, so this is Santeria. This is from their third album, the self-titled album. The song was released as a single in January of 1997. Uh, the song was actually re released after the death of lead singer uh, Bradley Noel. Santeria, along with What I Got, are often considered the band's signature songs. Uh, throughout the band's career, Noel struggled with uh, worsening addiction to heroin. 
So, in case you didn't know, he actually got sober after the birth of his son, but he had a relapse and unfortunately passed away right before this song was released, which is kind of a big bummer. Damn. Um, so this song was written, uh, like I said, there is a, a third title album two months after his death. So the song was, the, the album actually came out two months after he passed away. It includes the bass line and guitar riff from Sublime's earlier song, Lincoln Highway Dub, off the 1994 album, Robin the Hood. So uh, this song kind of tells the story. It's one of the things I love about this song in the video, subsequently, if you haven't seen that. The song tells the story of this guy whose girlfriend, his Heine, ran off with some Sancho. And uh, at first he's like, you know, he's all upset and he's like, you know, fuck her, I'm going to go find my own. But you know what? Fuck that. I'm also going to go fucking slap her ass down and stick my gun down his throat. <laughs> so it's, it's, you know, but it's a really fun song, like just in a silly kind of way. And uh, the video kind of portrays that too. The video, the video kind of does like an old West style thing, but they do have like some clips of Noel in it because again, it was after his passing. But yeah, Santeria. Does anybody yeah, he, not he, like this? He appears this song? as a force ghost in that video. <laughs> is he a force ghost in it? Is that what you're pretty much calling yeah. him? The force like ghost. Like he straight up looks like he's out of Star Wars. Does anybody not like this song though? Does anybody like just hate Sublime? And if so, I'm personally I'm not a big fan of Sublime. What but the fuck, man. Yeah. My God, I'm a big fan. No, I like Sublime. My friends yeah, are questionable. Ditto. You don't like Santeria? I love Santeria. Not you. Oh. Matt? No. Nah, <laughs> no, I mean Sublime in general, I'm just not a big fan of. Well, do you practice Santeria? No, I don't have a crystal ball either. <laughs> I'd have a million dollars. You ever had a million dollars? I'd spend it all. all. If I did, do you think I'd be doing the show with you guys? Come yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, totally sure. would. All right, so uh, I got two more on my '90s playlist, and I'm I'm keeping you guys firm in that '90s feel, man. We're not getting out of it. Um, this next one, I'm really curious. Uh, this is one of those songs that I find more often than not when I play it, people tell me they love it. So I'm curious what you guys, how you guys feel about this. time i play this song though uh, my fiance likes to remind me this is she's like it's from surf's up <laughs> so it's like yes it is from surf's up which is the penguin movie yeah they play this at the yes. end of the penguin movie with shia labeouf who just had a baby congratulations shia yeah, come uh, on the show talk about it. Yeah, please. <laughs> I would love to talk to Shia LaBeouf. I think about an, even Stevens. Endlessly interesting Holes, human being. Probably. Yeah, and a great actor. Actual cannibal skull. Shia LaBeouf. Which is fantastic that he did that video for them. I, I love that. Wonderful so that good. he agreed to do that. Yeah. Uh, he's a crazy dude, but interesting <clears> and a great actor. So, you know, I would love to talk to him. I bet he'd be fun to talk to. Uh, so this is the new Radicals. You get what you give. Nineteen ninety-eight. Uh, Great song. It was the first and most successful single from their only studio album. Maybe you've been brainwashed too. Uh, released on November third, nineteen ninety-eight, it reached number thirty-six on the U.S. Billboard Hot one hundred and number eight on the Billboard Modern tr- uh, Rock chart. Of course, we all know the popular controversy. 
But in case you in case you want to know that little bit at the end that everybody talks about the most, which uh, this is I'm, I'm bringing this up because it's very interesting. I'll go ahead and read you what he says at the end because everybody knows that there's that bit at the end that people, you know, a bunch of bands got all irritated yeah. at. We kind of called them uh, all out. Well, there's a reason for it, though. So the, the bit says health insurance, rip off lying, FDA, big bankers buying, fake computer, crashing, dining, cloning while you're multiplying, fashion shoots with Beck and Hanson. Courtney Love and Marilyn Manson, you're all fakes, run to your mansions, come around, we'll kick your ass in. So Greg Alexander, the lead singer of the band, said this section was intentionally written in there because the song is about specific things, and he believed, like, he wanted to test. He's like, because I think the media is going to focus on um, that last bit instead of the important political issues in the first few lines of the song. He said, because they're petty. And he's like, so we're going to see if they focus only on the celebrity dissing and miss the entire rest of the song. The answer was. And that's exactly yeah, yeah, what they did. Absolutely did. Um, considerable amount of press began to appear about the name dropping and uh, the other, other political issues were ignored. So Marilyn Manson commented that he was not mad. He said he'd kick my ass. I just don't want to be used in the same sentence as Courtney Love. <laughs> which, hey, which I don't blame. You you're both that, assholes, but anyway, yeah, yeah, uh, you're you're both assholes. Yeah, I said it. Both pieces of shit. Um, the uh, comments reflected by Senior Spank Dog are not necessarily representative. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney loves a cunt. Sorry. Oh no, that I agree with. Um, <laughs> Has to be said. He said, however, I'll crack his skull open if I see him. For putting him in the same sentence as Courtney Love, not for saying he'll kick his ass. I think anybody would do the same thing. I'm I'm pretty sure though that that uh, most people would be able to kick Marilyn Manson's ass. Um, Beck reported that Alexander personally apologized for the line when they met each other at the by chance in a supermarket, claiming that was never meant to be personal. He also collaborated with Hanson, whose drummer Zach Hanson called him a bit of a character, but a cool guy. So he basically just went on to say, like, obviously, I don't have problems with most of these people. I put it in there on purpose. Uh, in 2006, Ice-T was asked on Late Night with Conan O'Brien about what he has heard besides rap music in the last few years that really grabbed him. And his only reply was, you get what you give. In a time interview, U2, uh, in a time interview, U2 lead guitarist The Edge is quoted saying, you get what you give is the song he is most jealous of. I really would love to have written that. Uh, and then in 2002, VH1 voted it as the 64th greatest one-hit wonder of all time. There you go. Uh, Jay, before you start with your uh, next song, I'm going to have to split. Bye. Bye, Kev. All right, man. All right. See ya. Like that? Now there's three. All right, so as you hear, Casey has to leave us for tonight. So for those of you who don't know, Casey, the local historian of the group, does tours around the Cincinnati area. So if you would like to come in here and find out, he's actually getting ready to do a gangster tour. So he takes people around and um, tells the history of different areas. There's like a ghost tour, all this cool shit. So he had one of those today. And since we had uh, this time, it was Jay with the technical difficulties. It it, uh, stopped us from recording uh, on time that's my fault so i apologize but we had to lose kc but luckily we got to hear all his music before we did unfortunately he doesn't get to hear the rest of ours yeah including this gym to finish off my list so this is the last song on my list 
we're cruising on home. We're getting real close to the driveway. Everybody's a little tired. Things are a little mellow, a little somber. And this plays. See, for me, this is that the end time where everybody's quiet now and it's maybe nighttime and you got to do a little self-reflecting as your trip ends. Plus, you're pissed off you have to go to work the next day. So, <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of a, so this is Bittersweet Symphony by The Verve. Um, yeah, we all know this song, right? Yeah. Uh, the lead track on their third studio album, Urban Hymns from 1997, not to be confused with another awesome song, The Freshman by The Verve Pipe. Uh, and if you don't follow The Verve Pipe on tiktok you should he's hilarious and he's like he's like people ask me all the time did you write bittersweet symphony and i just tell him yeah because it's an awesome song <laughs> so, like, <laughs> i just think it's great um uh it is based on a sample from the andrew lug oldham orchestral cover of the rolling stone song the last time and involved some legal controversy sur- surrounding a plagiarism charge as a result mick jagger and keith richards were added to the songwriting credits and all the royalties from the song went on uh, went to former Rolling Stones manager Alan Klein. In April 2019, Jagger and Richards seceded their rights to the song to the Verve songwriter Richard Ashcroft, named uh, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. So they it's got the least credit. They could do when their manager took most took of all the music, and their Jagger's like, you know what, fuck like, that, eh. man. We like, don't you didn't have cr- anything to do with it. You didn't write the original right. song. You didn't write the orchestral version of it. You were just our manager, and now you're a dick. So. Right. Like, and, you know, it's, all I, that? I don't know the inside story on this, but they might not yeah. have even known it was based off an orchestral version of a Rolling Stone. So they might have heard the orchestral version and not known that yeah. it was the Stones. I don't know. So Rolling Stones magazine and M.E.E. single uh, name this uh, name, this single of the year for 1997. And it is considered one of the defining songs of the Brit pop era. Released in the U.S. as a single in 1998 by Virgin Records, uh, America reaching number 12 on the Billboard Hot 100, and the music video was nominated for Video of the Year, uh, Best Group Video, and Best Alternative Video of the 1998 MTV Music Awards. In 1999, the song was nominated for the Grammy Awards for Best Rock Song. There you go. It's a bittersweet symphony, the story behind that song. So we're about to round things out with Matt's Little little list here. Uh, Matt, like, like myself, stayed planted firmly in '90s era music. Man, uh, really, you did. There's, I mean, only yeah. only one artist on this list that kind of doesn't, if that makes sense. That kind of goes a little different than the rest of them. Um, that might not just be uh, even even that one though is still sort of '90s esque, I guess, because he didn't really do much after the '90s, did he? I'm not entirely sure which one you're referring to, so. Well, it's a he, not a them. Okay. Do you not know your own list? <laughs> no, I do. Well, guess <laughs> which one it's not. It's not this one. Oh, which I should probably start over. Because I miss you, Matt, Kevin. Yeah, we miss you, Kevin. 
miss Perfect you. Play. Now we go. Let's go. You say. Stay. Stay. <laughs> we both did this. Stay. <laughs> we both went all like stay. <laughs> so this is stay by Lisa Loeb. Um, released in May 1994, it's the uh, lead single from the original movie soundtrack, Reality Bites. Uh, written and composed by Lisa Loeb herself, while production was handled by Juan Patino. Stay was originally conceived in 1990, and at one point they intended to sell this to Daryl Hall for a project he was seeking music for. Oh, now I really want to hear Hall and <laughs> Right? I kind of want to hear I it, did, too. I did not know that, but that is, oh, my God. Yeah. I have That's got to exist at some point, too, though. So at some point, uh, Lisa Loeb decided to just use the song for herself, and uh, her neighbor and friend at the time, Ethan Hawke, heard the song and then gave it to Ben Stiller and said, you should put this on your film, Reality Bites. Uh, so they did. Ultimately went on to become number one in, on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, earning her the distinction of being the first artist to top the U.S. chart before being signed to any record label. For their performance of the song, Lisa Loeb and Nine Stories were nominated for a Grammy for Best Pop Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocals, uh, but lost to All for One's Athway. By the moon in the south in the sky. Was that Mike Tyson singing it? Yes, I was waiting. That's what it sounds like. I swear. I saw, did you guys see that meme? It was like, how did Sarah, it said, how did Sarah get from Baltimore to, it doesn't doesn't matter, like, you know, California, and it's Mike Tyson holding a box of Theraflu. How did Sarah get from Baltimore to California? Thera flew. Thera flew. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Loeb was discovered, Leslie said, by Ethan Hawke, who lived so in, a, in an apartment across the street from her in New York City. She met Hawke through mutual friends at the uh, NYC Theater community. Uh, this song placed 93rd on VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of the 90s. It uh, placed number 100 on Entertainment Weekly's The 100 Greatest Summer Songs. So there, and it's legitimately one of my favorite songs of all time. I I absolutely love this song. Really? So yeah. Well, I mean, I should I, hope I didn't I didn't put anything on this list. Ironically, it's these are all genuine like songs that I love. I should hope. So, Why well, we should hope? Yeah. Yeah. So let's go into your next song. I uh, can't disagree with this one at all. This would be a great song to add to any road trip playlist, man. That's uh, and but I can't not hear it for uh, something else. Now we'll talk about it in a second. But I would walk 500 miles and I would walk 500 more to be the man who walked 5,000 miles and fell down at Shelton. When I'm walking, because I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be the man who's working hard for you. I purposely left off the uh, verse where they say, when I haver. <laughs> Because nobody knows what that means. When I hear <laughs> I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who's havering to you. There's a punk rock cover of this song, which is uh, "I'm Gonna Be 500 Miles" by the Proclaimers. 
where the lyrics are literally when I heaver, whatever that means. Which it means great. to talk foolishly or babble. You fucking looked that up, you nerd. Yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> I so, have the internet. But none disposal. of us knew. We didn't know what that meant until you just looked it up. But now we know, man. We we are here to educate you guys. Yes. Uh, so this is written, it's under the educational and entertainment. That's right. Written and performed by uh, the Proclaimers. First released as the lead single from their 1988 album Sunshine on Leith. And 19, so I want to know if uh, the 1993 film this movie or the song was in is what got you hooked on it or if you knew it from a different place. I've never seen the film, but I remember when it came out and it became huge. Yes. Because Johnny Depp. Is Johnny Depp, Benny and June. Yeah, this movie was the, uh, the video features a bunch of Benny and June stuff to be completely honest but uh yeah i i just remember hearing the song and i actually bought like um i this uh it came blockbuster video used to sell these like tapes and cds of like compilations of songs that were on movies and i i know i had um that'd be awesome i believe the one i had i mean, i could be wrong about this but i believe this one had the crying game um and uh this song on it amongst others but i remember those two songs specifically were on that album so that's how i kind of that song was actually one of the first songs i thought of for my list but it's a, i let it go it's a really good road trip song but now i can't hear it without thinking of how i met your mother so if you've not seen that episode where it it's talking about their college days and um jason siegel has a car like a fiero i think it is and this song is stuck in the cassette deck and it just keeps playing the song over and over. And he's like, it's driving me insane. He's like, don't worry, it'll come back around. And then it shows him like five minutes later and they're both, I would. <laughs> just, I don't know. <laughs> the next song on Matt's list has been mentioned on this show before. It is, uh, this is the one I was talking about. This is the only one that I guess could maybe venture out of the 90s a little bit, but even not, not so much so. But this song is a staple on the Mixtape Podcast just seems to, we can't get rid of it. So we've talked Can't about it. That. <laughs> Matt, what yeah. movie is this song from? This is from, uh, it's one of the Batman movies. Ah, I can't remember. But not it doesn't originally. matter that much Uh-oh. to me because it's a fantastic Not song. originally. Originally, this song is from The NeverEnding Story 3, which we've talked about on this show. We did talk about that. That we yeah. didn't even know that was a thing. Hathaway, this, the, that movie does not exist. Yeah, well, yeah. according to the rest of the world, it needs not to as well. Uh, well, I didn't even actually, know it did. According to him, two and three don't exist. Well, they shouldn't. Two is not good either. Um, but Jack Black. So. Yep. 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 You're right. Uh, 1994. This song came out. And yes, you're right. It was uh, in the uh, Batman Forever. Batman Forever soundtrack. I think it was Batman. I think, Forever. I think this one it is. Yeah. It was re-released it's, it's for that. Batman. Um, this is Batman with nipples. I think is this is Seal. Uh, uh, this is a wonderful song, even though it doesn't. A lot of the lyrics don't make sense, and we've talked about it on the show before but originally uh the song was kind of put thrown off to the side it wasn't uh supposed to be anything he was kind of embarrassed by the song wrote it and he was like i didn't like it and he threw it off to the side like that's that's the end of that 
and then uh, ended up getting pulled out to put on soundtracks. And the next thing you know, it was this huge, massive hit, topped the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 for like a week after Batman Forever in 1995. It blew up, and uh, now it's become huge. Uh, people love it, and I think was it Vacation, the the new one. Where they were singing I this song, haven't seen it. I think it was. They're all uh, singing the song, and uh, I think so. I'm not. I'd have to go back and watch it again. Yes. All I know is, uh, if I were to ever get the balls to do karaoke, That's this what would be my said. badly, badly done karaoke. You have song. told me that before. Um, yeah. Like, just, just it doesn't have to be good. Just sing it with all the passion. And <laughs> you got it. Yeah. You well, no, it's karaoke. Just, karaukey yeah. doesn't have to be good. I think Make that's sure what you just like scream it in the mic, and yeah. I think that's what we need to do in September when Horror Hound rolls around again and we all get together and <laughs> Baby, kiss from a rose on the gray. Ooh, the more I get to you, the stranger it feels. Yeah. Although I would be uh, <laughs> remiss to mention one of the greatest moments in karaoke history has got to be Casey hmm. dressed as uh, Humpty uh, Hump. Humpty. <laughs> <laughs> Not knowing any of the words yeah. to the Humpty Dance. That was one of the best videos but ever. Then he, and, when uh, he realized he couldn't sing the words, he just danced. Yeah. It was pretty wonderful. If you have the ability, you should uh, you should put that up on TikTok. It's on our Facebook and stuff. I'll have to know. check. I might be able to put it on our TikTok, but it is on yeah. somewhere on our Facebooks. So uh, let's go ahead to your next song, man. It's a wonderful song. I love this song, too. And I'll tell a little story after we play this. So this is uh, Mr. Jones by the Counting Crows, 1993. Uh, this reached number five in the Billboard Hot 100 airplay charts. Uh, it was a huge success for the band. Uh, unfortunately, it kind of their success happened to coincide right with Kurt Cobain's death. It was kind of a big thing. So it took it took a, a, a real big toll on Adam Dirtz, the lead vocalist of the band. So it, I think it. it he's talked a lot about that, that like they were hitting success right as Kurt Cobain died. And it was like, it was almost like surreal for him. Uh, this song's a wonderful song over the summer. We had the opportunity to go see the counting crows and, uh, something came up the weekend of, I had free tickets and I didn't get to make it. And I was really, really, really bummed out by that. So, um, so the song's about a, a, a musician, um, that wants to be huge. Um, that, that wants to be famous and popular. I always, uh, I, I've, I, I've looked for it. I'm looking for it. I don't really know who Mr. Jones refer. I always assumed Mr. Jones was alcohol. Does anybody know? No, I, I maybe took Mr. it at face value as some guy at the drug bar. fix. I don't, because, I always took know, the druggies were always saying I'm Jonesing for a fix. No, I always so, took it as he was, uh, he's down at a bar and, He's drinking, and as he's drinking, like he's more like the more he gets drunk with Mister Jones, like the more the the more brave he gets. If that makes sense, like oh, everybody loves you, man. Like with courage, wish they'd love me. Yeah, but I could be wrong about that. Um, 
He says, Mr. Jones was played in a subdued... Oh, that doesn't help me. <laughs> I was just, I, I always, that's what I always took it as a reference to. Like he was getting, I'm looking it up right now. Like he, like, like he was getting drunk, and the more drunk he got, like, like almost he's arguing with himself. But I could be wrong about that. But it's a great song. It doesn't really matter um, what Mr. Jones refers to. Uh, the song is telling the story of a guy that's uh, at a place, and he's talking about how certain people are famous and popular and he wants to be and he's just not so it's a great song great song matt why did you put this on uh, your list uh, again it's just one of my favorite songs of all time and the actual album that it's on uh august and everything after yeah it's is great album one of my favorite albums of all time <laughs> great band you said earlier uh, yeah. i don't remember who we were talking about uh was it the cardigans who you said that it, no yeah. it was arrested development you said underrated Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and they're not. I mean, they're huge. They were huge bands, and 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 Counting Crows were 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 huge too. But they deserved, I think, more attention than they got uh, because they were very, very talented. They're still around. Well, I, I Shrek hate movies to helped. overshadow them again, but uh, on April fifth, in just a couple days, will be the anniversary of Cobain's death. Wow, and it's kind of funny that this song comes up and you say all that. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of a. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Sorry, Counting Crows. We're going to just well, it's time to it's time to remember it's time to remember that tragic event with this awesome song, right? So you can go. The bad thing happened. Here's the good thing, and you know, with everything kind of bummer going on right now for for uh, Foo Fighters, man, it really it's really yeah. This is probably got to be screwing with Grohl is very hard. Well, he just came out and he said, "I I was a drummer in a band and lost my lead singer. Now I'm a lead singer in a band and I lost my drummer." And I just lost my drummer. Yeah. Yeah. He said it's it's very, and I imagine that for him this is uh, just like a gut punch. Like I can't. Yeah. Function and like I. Oh, this is I, the I Mike Tyson so knockout blow for him. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know so much of uh, uh, Tyler Hawkins' history with even like Alanis Morissette, but apparently, like uh, I don't know, it, it's kind of been circulating a little bit more. But uh, the song "Unsent" that she did. Uh, there was apparently in the demo version an entire like verse dedicated to Taylor Hawkins. Really, I didn't know that either. She did, yeah. Um, from like whenever he left the band or was kicked out, I don't really, I don't know the history, but about that, like I, I literally just was like, oh, cool, they got a drummer from you know to be in Foo Fighters, awesome, and that is all I kind of, yeah. Knew it's just, it's just until you know. Foo just Fighters a, became as big as they are. It's just such a and, bummer, uh, though. Cause I like, hope it's not as big as they were because I. I I love Foo Fighters. I do too. Kanye, not so much, but that's yeah, weird. I'm I'm a big fan. So. I am too, and I think I actually, as I look up, there's a Foo Fighter sticker like like right above my head. I I think that uh, it's it's just a really big bummer. Like, and you wonder, like, I don't know. I would be very shocked if I heard like you know Dave Grohl does drugs. Like, I he just doesn't. Yeah. So. It, it's kind of you know what do they get? They said he had ten different substances in his system, yeah. and that's yeah. And it was like an hour. They found a um, a cocaine like substance, a powdery substance in the hotel room as well. And they said it was like an hour before they were going to go on. It's not like yeah, yeah. They they had crazy. just played I think the night before. Yeah, it's a couple man. nights before at a, at a festival, and they were going down to Columbia to do that concert when that happened. And once again, yeah, there's there's been a lot of stuff that's come out <laughs> about him and all that since. And once again, 
<laughs> the county Tandy crows off. get overshadowed by a death. Oh my related. god! <laughs> I, it, it does. True. It's, yeah. it, it's, it, it, it's kind of sucky, but it is sucky. You know, unfortunately, uh, it's reality. But the counting crows uh, themselves—I mean, they have had. You know, they did. They were on the Shrek album. They were. I mean, they. Which I just looked that up. I was like, yeah, wait a minute. When did that come out? It's 2001. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's a great song. Just outside of of our. Yeah, Accidentally in Love. And they're great, though. I mean, they're a great band. And they've they've continued to have some amount of success, but nothing quite hit. Wasn't there also a little controversy with the lead singer as far as his dreadlocks went? Well, it wasn't real. It wasn't a wig or something. It wasn't a wig. They were extensions originally. While he, ah, okay. but but he's talked about it while he was growing his hair out, and I'm like, why is that? Why was that such a? It's so weird yeah. that you brought that up because I knew that story. It's one of those like, who really gives a shit? Like, well, people do. Hair, that's the point. Whatever. I think that's the point yeah. though. Is like people get I hung up on the weirdest. It more is like you know because of that's his image. Yeah, he's yeah. fake. And but it's a false. Image. But how many female artists wear wigs and and extensions and all that shit? Yeah. And 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 God, God knows people like Marilyn Manson weren't completely. Like, hey, look at how I'm going to make my... He came out and admitted that this, like, looking the way he did got him more attention and more fans, and that's part of the reason why he did it. And just... So, I mean, it's just just an act. But he had extensions while he grew his actual hair out, and he talked about it, you know. So... Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, because um, I, I I love my cover songs that I, you know, have on everything, but there's a uh, a... Counting Crows tribute album that came out in 2004 called Dead and Dreaming, an indie tribute to the Counting Crows, that uh, it's got some pretty good covers of some of their songs. And uh, the band called Hidden Play View did a cover of Mr. Jones. It's oh, nice. Not, not terrible. It's not too bad. So. Yeah, I like some of those. There's a, um, yeah. I like some of those cover, uh, uh, like when other bands do. I, I, I do a lot of the, um, like, punk covers I like a lot. Um but tribute albums I like a lot. And there's one that a bunch of people did for, um, it's called, and I can never say this, Encom- Encom- Encomium? Oh, the Led Zeppelin one? Led Zeppelin yeah. tribute. Uh, yeah. And if you've never heard it, Linda yeah. Perry. <laughs> Misty Mountain Hop. Just destroys Misty Mountain. Like, it is so wonderful. Yeah, and the whole, really the whole album's great, but Linda Perry doing... Uh, it's like one of the best things I've ever heard. So I love those tribute albums, man. They're great. Uh, with that said, let's go into a, uh, a your last your last selection, our last song for tonight, and then we're going to talk really briefly about some uh, some of the songs that were uh, recommended by some listeners. But we're going to go into this. So this song is from 1990. This is from a band made up of kids of other bands, um, and it was a huge song, and it's endlessly corny, but everybody loves it and hates it all at the same time. This is Matt's final song. I'm literally dancing in my chair right now. <laughs> no, dang. On, on more than one occasion, I have sung this at my desk while at work when it comes on the radio that's at the front of the office, and I can hear it like 30 feet away. I mean, so. this is the corniest song in the world, but when everybody hears it, even though they'll go, I hate that song, and it comes on, they're like, oh, no. <laughs> 
It's just a middle-aged mom drinking wine in a bar by herself song. The old drunk. Hold on. Hold on. It's like, oh, geez. So this is Wilson Phillips. Linda, Uh, chill. uh, Case, apparently not everybody knew this. I thought it was... uh, I forgot about them being the kids of other bands. Yeah, mm-hmm. two of them like, are Brian Wilson. I know my list. Who are you talking about? Two, are, two of the girls are Brian Wilson's daughters, and one is uh, uh, Phillips from uh, Mamas and the Papas. Mamas and the Papas. Yeah. Yeah. John Phillips. John Phillips. Thank you. I couldn't think yeah. of his first name. Yeah. yeah. Not, they, do not rest in peace, Mr. Phillips. Who? Burn hell. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> yeah, he, he was a bit of a um, it's, I, uh, I got huge it. piece of shit. Yeah. Character. I got you. So this was 1990, Wilson Phillips. Uh, and if I'm saying the wrong person from the Mamas and Papas, <laughs> I apologize to whoever. Well, it was a Mama Cass, I'm so. pretty sure it's, uh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. and I think the rest of them are still alive. So, well, it was a Mama hey, Cass. No, we'll talk about it. So, uh, so this uh, was actually nominated for a Grammy at the 1991 um Billboard Music Awards, and it lost to a song that I cannot stand, which is Bette Midler's uh, "From a Distance." You, I hate that song so much. <laughs> I can't stand that no, song. I, I think you're you're very right there. I am a uh, Bette Midler actress fan, and I do not like Bette Midler as a singer. I think she's a wonderful actress, though. But I'm just not. I can't. Can't really. I mean, so. Down and Out, Beverly Hills, Ruthless People. Hocus yeah, oh, no, she's great. As, a, as an actress, I freaking love her. So you might not know this, but this song was written by China Phillips, uh, and it's about her battling substance abuse and uh, and bad relationships and just about her getting out of those things and and continuing on. And it's a very inspirational song. It's very, very inspirational. So, Matt, you yeah. chose this song because... I mean, listen to it. Just because, <laughs> man. Listen. I'm not to it. kidding. Like these are. I'm. I'm picking songs I genuinely love to just crank up in a car and sing by myself because that's just what I do. Well, here you go, man. Yeah. Phillips based the lyrics off the Sing principles off taught very badly. Uh, did she? Based yeah, I didn't it? say I sang it well. I just said I sing it in my car. <laughs> the lyrics were based off principles that she learned in Alcoholics Anonymous. Well, there you go. Or addiction, I don't know, AA, but whatever. Specifically, the idea that things had to be taken one day at a time. Uh, so she returned uh, the next day with uh, Hold On and sang it for the Wilsons, and then and, and that was that, man. The song is now this the song. The only song anybody knows yeah. from them. Did, so, yeah. It's the only one I know from them, at least. Pretty so. much. It's yeah. about the only one I remember from we were We were watching this music video yesterday and dying laughing at the clothes. Like, oh, my God. These are, like, the worst outfits. <laughs> like, Aren't they on, like, a beach or something? And part of it. And part of it, they're just yeah. walking yeah. down, like, a boardwalk with hair wearing some god-awful clothes, man. Just horrible. Up later. Horrible 90s haircuts and clothes. Like, it's just, like, it was awesome. A little, a little bit awesome wrapped up. Yeah, the, the, the one blonde chick had that little bowl haircut. It's China. She was rocking. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. That's that's our picks for songs we would put on our, our playlist. What do you guys think? Would you guys uh, would you guys add something? Take away? Do you agree? Disagree? What do you like? What do you don't like? You can let us know by writing us at yourmixtapepodcast at gmail dot com, and we want to hear what you would put on. Now, with that being said, yeah, we won't hurt our feelings. Not yeah, and I no. I will make a playlist. So yeah, I will do it. But with that being said. Um, we had put the word out on Twitter and Facebook. There are our, our fan page group, and uh, we did get some feedback. 
things that people would add on. I'd like to say that Stewie D wasn't here tonight, but he did say that he would put uh, two hype bike in play on there. Um, friend of the show, Richard McBeef, who we uh, hooked back up with uh, at the, the trauma screening, actually. Richard, it was great to see really? you again. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, we've been talking to McBeef. He uh, he showed up at the screening, and uh, he said that he would like to see uh, Into the Void, Nine Inch, Nine Inch Nails, which I Ooh. can't can't argue that. Good choice. That's a good one. Yeah, uh, good choice. Few, we had mentioned honorable mentions. I said Bad Habit. I know Spank Dog had said Don't Speak. He would throw on there. For me, I would have put Cali- – actually, California Love came really close to making my list. It was on it originally. It just didn't quite flow with the rest of the songs. That's the only thing that knocked it off was that uh, – you know, little California, California. I'm all about that. I'm good, but no. Um, those were some of our. Uh, Matt, you said you had an honorable mention that you would. Uh, it's uh, the song "Deborah" by Beck. Beck, I could do some Beck. Yeah. I like. I like me some Beck. Yeah, I was uh, actually in the car on my way home from work yesterday, and uh, or Friday rather, and uh, it just came on on shuffle, and I was like, "Oh my god, I love this song. It's such a ridiculous song." Uh, but again, it's another one of those. With your windows rolled up, just crank the sign. I, up. I roll my windows down when I do that shit. Oh no, I'm super embarrassed. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care what anybody thinks. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, so it's we such a fun song, but yeah. So we have a few more. Um, so if a couple more people reached out. We have uh, our our friend Skiznot. Of course, he said he would put uh, "Someday I Suppose" by the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones on there. Uh, and then we've got the uh, Not That Bad podcast. They said uh, Mekong by The Refreshments, uh, Curious by Sandbox, and Room for One More by Anthrax. Those are all songs they would add on to their road trip playlist. Not uh, with That Bad podcast? Not That Bad podcast. So with that being said, I would like to uh, give a little shout out to a couple of shows that we talk about a lot here. Uh, hey, you guys, we would like to uh, push some people over towards them. Uh, we did our Stuart Pankin interview. They actually interviewed him as well. We've talked about that here in the show. You should go over and check them out. They're a fun podcast. They talk about 80s. Um, we would also like to, uh, of course, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Not a Bomb. Uh, friends oh, yeah. of the show, Not a Bomb podcast. Go over and check them out. Of course, you definitely need to be listening to Scream Queens with our friend Patrick. Yeah. So, And uh, they're doing a uh, another drive-in film tonight which uh no but it won't really matter (laughs) sorry but he does a lot of those so no no it's okay he does he does those a lot on sunday nights and uh Uh, which i i did sit in on the looker uh, yeah yeah, and it was it was so much fun i highly recommend everybody yeah you should check him out out. uh find him Um, on twitter it's scream queens with a z and uh also on facebook and he always announces what movies they're going to do and how you can go on to watch those with him and uh, it, it, I hear it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's always on a night where it makes it a little tough for me to get in there. So, unfortunately, but uh, I, one of these times I'm going to get to sit in with them. I hear they're a blast, man. And I know you said little, the Looker one was a lot of fun. So you guys should check that out. But let us know, you know, what songs, like I said, what would you have put on the uh, playlist and what would you uh, take away and what do you agree or disagree with? And you can do that by writing us at your mixtape podcast at gmail.com and we want to hear from you we're finally starting to get and you can blast us stuff on uh, Facebook or Twitter as well that's fine uh, Instagram also please reach out let us know um, we, we love interacting and uh, we're finally starting to get some feedback and that's really cool uh, it's also kind of a big deal because we've got some really big stuff coming up we've got some interviews in the works we actually have uh, 
three interviews this week alone. So be looking forward to some fun shit coming out. And uh, we've got uh, some others lined up and some cool topics we're going to be talking about. I want to say that we did this show tonight based solely... Uh, we decided to do more mixtape episodes. Our our most popular episode of all time has been the uh, mixtape 90s love songs. So we thought we'd do more mixtape episodes. And uh, it was finally just overtaken. Um, we've been doing this for, like Matt said, 50 episodes plus Twisted Kids and a few other things. The first episode that has ever had more downloads than that was our interview with Stuart Pankin. So there you go. Uh, what else, guys? What else do I need to tell people before we uh, get off here? Check out the link tree to follow us on all social media. And you can find any uh, podcast platform that you may be trying to check us out on. It's going to be linked to there. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, website's a great place to find that link tree. It's also a great f- place to find the pastry crack recipe. <laughs> that is www.themixtapepod.com you go over there there's lots of info uh, over there and ways the, the link trees there ways to contact us are all there so the link tree is cool because you can scan that and get directly to like our Instagrams and all that stuff uh, I think that's it man I, I think that's all we got uh, I really enjoyed listening to your guys' song choices today man really did now we gotta let Spanky go line, right, Jay? most years most years <laughs> man most years yeah, that's it. Uh, if you guys have any show recommendations or anything you would like us to talk about, let us know. And I think until next time, guys, I think we should just tell everybody out there to stay, stay awesome. Stay. That was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>